This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Good day, Bolt fam, and welcome to another special edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm with uh, John from Bolt Dad Podcast for a second part of a two-parter. Um, last week, John, we, we got into uh, the Chargers. We didn't even get time to talk draft, so we, we decided on the fly to um, reconvene this week and uh, talk uh, the draft, which starts next Thursday. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great. Again, hey, thanks for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, this is my, now my second time doing this type of thing and second time now with you, so I certainly appreciate it. Uh, I'm really excited to kind of get into the draft. There's a, As there is every year, there's a lot of buildup, uh, a lot of drama, a lot of uh, couch potato GMs uh, <laughs> that all think they have the right answer. So uh, I'm not claiming to be one of them, just so you know, but uh, I certainly have some opinions. Well, you know, I think our, our opinions are no less than anybody else's, but uh, we'll, we'll draw the line on, on, under Bucky Brooks and DJ. I think they know their stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. Those, the, the de- I mean, when when Bucky and DJ are talking about Division Two high school footballers, are like, where do you even get the time to study this film? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they live it. They We, we want to live it. It's definitely our, our pastime, but, uh, yeah, they, they know their stuff. <laughs> You know, respect you respect the likes of Kenny Albert and uh, Matt Money Smith that do two sports. I mean, that's just crazy trying to trying to keep up with the NFL and the hockey and, and the baseball. Uh, I've tried it. I tried it for a season. It nearly broke me. Uh, by then, in fact, at one point, I gave up watching the hockey for about four weeks. I just couldn't handle the the, the pace and, and trying to keep up what was going on. So, uh, keeping back to the, the the theme of football, I think. John, you're absolutely right. This this season, more than most, is, is is exciting for me for a couple of reasons. I think it's because we're established with Herbert. We've we've got a really good uh, head coach uh, in, in the building. Uh, those free agency moves uh, of, of Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, et al. I think now it really, really sets the scene. It sets the tone for how we're going to move forward. Um, and the AFC West is going to be unbelievably tough um, this season. I mean, what what are you... Are you looking forward to most of the draft? Are you looking forward to see uh, who goes first overall? Are you looking forward to see? Uh, are you just going to ignore it all and just wait for pick seventeen? Or, or what, what's your what, what, what's your strategy? Well, I appreciate uh, yeah a little bit of the backdrop. Right, the backdrop of this season is what's most exciting. I think you're right. That's what makes this season you know, kind of you know sit at the uh, edge of your 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 couch or your seat just like what's going to happen uh, i'm certainly looking forward to uh, pick 17 and you know who knows we might move up in the uh, in the in the first round we might move up back into the second round uh, since we don't have our second round pick uh, so there's certainly a lot of excitement on uh, day 1 um, i'm i'm going to be 100% watching it uh, got it all planned out. Uh, try to make the wife happy so she lets me watch it uninterrupted. <laughs> we'll see if that goes according to plan. But um, yeah, I mean, I think part of what makes it exciting this year is you kind of you talked about it is is the backdrop in 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 how the off season's already played out, right? I mean, it's we've almost become kind of accustomed to tom telesco's approach over the years it's 
Uh, we dip into free agency, but out of need, but it's, you know, it's never the first day of free agency. It's always a little later on. And, you know, it, it, we gotten a couple of great players like Lindsley uh, fairly recently. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not quite as exciting until this year. This year was bananas. Nobody expected a Mac trade came out of left field. Uh, and then I think, uh, you know, the approach of that, uh, the, the, the approach of Tom Telesco, how he handled free agency and how he uh, frankly attacked it, just like we've always dreamed. We all know why he's doing that. It's because of Brandon Staley and Brandon Staley's aggressiveness on the field is now clearly, uh, you know, transitioning to off the field, which is super exciting. Um, but because of that drop backdrop, of uh, and, and all of the excitement that's around it, um, you know, what are we going to do with the draft? Are we going to trade up? Uh, what's our need? And I guess what's even more interesting to me right now is unlike other years, we kind of know, Hey, yeah, there could be this player could be offense, could be defense, but we generally have it a pretty close idea of who we're going to draft, right? It's like we've whittled it down to maybe a, a handful of players, you know, two, three players that we think, okay, there's a high likelihood that Tom Telesco is going to draft. But when you start getting into the middle rounds, uh, you start getting into the middle rounds, um, a, a middle of, excuse me, middle of the first round, you know, it's who... Who are we going to draft is we're in the middle of the first round and on 17th pick. And we don't know who's going to fall to us, right? We could get lucky with Durin, like a Derwin James level caliber player. Uh, if there's any type of, you know, injury history, you know, that that could maybe, uh, but still a high quality player, maybe he falls through the clock cracks. Sometimes a high quality player on the field, but you know, a low quality off the field, which, which is what we spoke about last night. If 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 we're saying that the Chargers are going to draft the best on the board, and that individual has got character issues, Tom Telesco will not select him. Absolutely, that, correct. Yeah, and that's something that we as Charger fans know without a doubt that uh, that that's just who he is fundamentally as a person. Quite frankly, I I love him for that. Um, yes, so, so do I. We don't need those distractions, you know. Yes, exactly. So we don't know. Like this year has been really interesting, you know, because of all of our freeway agent acquisitions. Now we've really come down to, OK, what's our true, true needs? Right. So our true needs, without a doubt, we all know is uh, we need a right tackle. OK, so we, we all know that. Uh, in general depth on the offensive line, uh, we, you know, that's probably the most glaring need that we have. Um, is there a need for uh, a wide receiver, like glaring need? No, I mean, it, it, there's, there's arguments to be made that we need speed because we overall don't have a lot of speed. 100%. So, to open up that the the field uh, and uh, draw the safeties, I mean that's really going to open it up in the slot and up the middle 
for us. So there is a need for it, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's a glaring need, at least in my humble opinion. Uh, is there a need on the defensive line, which there was a big need going into the offseason? We attacked it so well aggressively. This is the thing, John. I think Khalil Mack and the arrival of JC Jackson has completely changed the narrative for me. Because I, you know, people have this will be the third time I've said this in, in two weeks, but I was convinced we would have come away from the second round with two, three studs. I think I expected Staley to really be aggressive. Sorry, Telesco to be really aggressive in the first round by by trading up and giving away some capital in 23 and 24. That's not happened. And I, and I don't think we need to start panicking now because we've got two absolute diamonds on defence that are going to change games and add, and add value. I mean, we're arguably, when you look at blow to DVA, DVOA uh, defence, ours has probably spiked more than most. If you look at it on paper, what we what we can do. Um, so you, you're right. It's changed the narrative completely. And let's not forget about Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, yes, he, exactly. He's, he's a monster. I think, I think he's one of the biggest, uh, most underrated players that we've draft uh, that we've uh, that we've gotten this off season. Uh, everybody wants to highlight. Oh, okay. Well, you know, he was uh, next to one of the biggest players in the NFL history, and you know, and that's why he's not. You know, he didn't, you know, he's, he might not have a big impact. Well, I mean, you put him next to Khalil Mack and Troy Bosa. I mean, he's going to have some, he's going to be feasting too. So, but in terms of the draft, you know, is there as big a need? Well, I'll tell you before we got Sebastian Joseph day, before we got Khalil Mack to pair, you know, I was all about Jordan Davis. Like just a hundred percent go. The guys he had, uh, he was one of those NFL freaks, uh, combine freaks, right? Just physical freak of nature. Um, three hundred pounds could run through a, a brick wall, but at a high pace. <laughs> you know, unbelievable. I mean, it's crazy that he could run faster than me on my best day. I, I know. Uh, I mean, he, he was in my uh, mock draft too. I, I picked him as my first round pick. I went with Charles Cross in, in in the first mock draft and, and Jordan Davis in the second. But again, that's now all that, that narrative is. I mean, we could still go and get him, John, and, and have the best run defense in the entire uh, NFL. But I, I, you know, I know where you're going with this. It's like, what else do we need? What else can we fill in? So, okay, so where I've narrowed it down to, what kind of comparing what our needs are, and then also. When you factor in, you know, uh, Staley's approach, he from right from the get-go, he was telling all the reporters for the Chargers, he was telling them, don't call him, you know, a linebacker. Don't call him a cornerback, this and that. They're all DBs in my mind. Yeah. Right. The, the whole the whole backfield, everybody, even yeah. on the line, practically, is like they're they're basically DBs. So, um yeah, being a little bit facetious there, but uh, he 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 really made sure to to tell everybody, you know, because the way he moves people around, um, that that's his approach, and so that just resonated with me. It stuck with me, and so now my thinking is, even though we are so heavy on the uh, defense, uh, in in free agency, I, I don't I don't necessarily see that they would change that approach i think they do need more uh, db depth i think uh, a cornerback 
uh, I think is, um, is again, is it a huge need? No, we brought in JC Jackson, who is a absolute rock star. But I, I, I personally, if I were to, to hedge my bets, I would say I wouldn't be surprised that we go DB. You know, we do a cornerback. Um, you know, I, I really, I really like uh, uh, Trent Duffel. Um, Stingley, of course, uh, is has got a, now a little bit of history with with uh with our charger showing up to his pro day yeah uh and uh you know and staley actually giving him some advice you could just tell staley was like enamored with him so i mean you've got you've got uh hamad gardner as well i mean i want to give a bit of a caveat here so he never allowed a touchdown in college but something i said i want to say on this episode of charge up bolts podcast as i said last night when you're evaluating these players you have to take it in the context of what it is this is not pro. They're not playing against pro uh, offenses. You know, some of these, you know, the, the Pac-12, the Big Big Ten, completely different to the SEC. Uh, and I think you have to weigh up all those um, factors before we start making decisions on on who's who. Um, and again, just the rankings of when you look at the big boards, who's up there, who's down there. It's just. It's projection, isn't it? It, it? At the end of the day, it's it's evaluation, and evaluation is very subjective, and people get yes. it wrong. And I always go, and I'll and I'll keep saying this till the day that I die. Tom Brady, there, there'll be GMs and scouts out there that are still alive today that were like having nightmares and sweats why they never drafted Tom Brady. You just don't know, do you? You never know. I mean, just you you look at the uh, his combine. And uh, there's the the notorious picture of him just standing there, you know the sh- the shirtless uh, photo of him, and he just he just looks so pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he doesn't look like a physical specimen. Doesn't look like a he doesn't look like Justin Herbert. <laughs> you know, he's he's just like, oh, okay. And then who who would have who would have thought? Because it's not just the mental aspect of it; it's the emotional aspect of it it's his desire uh talk talking about tom brady it's his desire to to be the best and at go at, to all lengths to, to make it happen i mean he's coming back again this year for crying out loud but it's just because he can't <laughs> let it go you know but that's the type of mindset he has and you don't you just don't know what type of player you're getting until until you have him well and, and that's the, the thing i think one one of Tom Telesco's strengths is certainly with his first and second round picks. Clearly, we haven't got a second round this year, but certainly with the, with the IN draft picks, he does go into a lot of the psyche and how people are going to prepare because it is a game of fine lines. And we've seen this time and time again. Every week in the NFL, you see it somewhere on the lines. I mean, we saw it with the, with the Raiders at the end of this uh, last season. And it's, you know, here's that player that I'm going to, select is he going to go away and learn our playbook or is he going to sit next door and play xbox or playstation johnny manzel johnny manzel and this is why i refuse to get excited about number one draft picks because johnny manzel i mean they call him johnny football johnny money johnny football johnny, yeah. johnny football i mean Man, that was a bust. I mean, we've seen it before, haven't we? Tim Tebow, uh, the, the likes. I mean, 
Yeah, so I, I don't necessarily get excited. Trevor Lawrence, generational player. He was going to be the next best thing. The front cover of Madden. Da, da, da. Well, I tell you what, he's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I get it. He's on a he's on a franchise that's in a bit of a vacuum. They're stumbling. They're trying to find their feet. They're trying to lay the foundations. But even even so, Herbert. Look at Herbert in his first season under Anthony Lynn. Let's let's be honest. We were pretty garbage. And some of those throws that Herbert made, he got no right to, and he did. And, and even last year, uh, I, I watched his highlights tape uh, on Monday morning. I was like, "Wow, I can't remember that throw." But how? Oh, how remember he made that the very first th- the very first game, uh, and then he he like I remember there was some a clutch throw up down the middle. It had him in like thirty yard, forty yard bomb, just barely over the fingertips of the defender into Ken Ken Allen's hands. And you're just, and and you could just tell the tell the announcer was shocked, like, wow, not just anybody can make that throw, you know. Well, and I even I was just floored, like, whoa, okay, we got we got some here, okay. Well, <laughs> if you if you remember, it was Tony Romo was in the booth, wasn't he? Uh, yes, yes, it uh, was, and, and he was making some sort of uh, positive comments. And I respect Tony Romo. You know, you he, he can tell when he's talking. I mean, he knows what's going to happen before the yeah, ball he's a good snaps. Commentator and he, he's he's outstanding. And it's when you look at broadcast. I know a lot of the. I know we're going a bit down a rabbit hole there now, but you can learn so much from the game by listening to people like uh, Tony Romo. Uh, I think Philip Rivers would be great in the booth. Because oh it, my gosh, I was really know, hoping that was the direction he was going to go. Maybe, maybe after high school football. I suppose the point we're making is that you you you've got somebody like Herbert, who's got that physical aptitude, he's got the mental aptitude, and he's got the philosophy to sit down and study, and that's what makes winners. That's the difference between falling shy every year in the playoffs, and 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 making it to the, to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean. On, on our first round draft pick, I would love to be inside the Chargers WhatsApp group among all the roster <laughs> and, and trying to find out who they want because there'll they'll be players. They'll, they'll sit and say, who are we drafting, guys? I don't want him. I don't want him. I've heard this thing. Well, I want him because I'm selfish because he's in my group. I'd love to know what the consensus is amongst the team, who they yeah. would like to draft. I mean, I'm sure Herbert would, would, would love uh, a speedy um, uh a new, shiny like, new toy, shiny new toy, <laughs> yeah. like uh, Jameson Williams. Uh, oh, uh, he would be amazing, uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, let, let's discuss him because we, we spoke about him last night. Uh, John Ayers was massively up on him. He says, "Look, if he's there at number seventeen, I'm going to run to to Vegas and make the pick for, for the Chargers." <laughs> he, I, I played devil's advocate uh, and said he had the ACL tear, which yes mm-hmm. is completely repairable in the 21st century, but will it affect his? downhill speed um, because he's going to have to come back from that, rehabilitate it. And he cannot, if that goes again, it will go second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth time. So again, the Chargers medical team would have to evaluate him. I mean, would you take Williams? John, would you, would you take? I would, I would, I would take the, I would take a little bit of the risk. I mean, you know, uh, Maybe it's because he's from St. Louis. I I I lived in St. Louis for a little bit, so I got a little bit of a, a, a special special, you know, thing with that. But you know, I mean, the guy, the 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 he's he's no joke. You know, I mean, he he certainly has the. Uh, he's kind of a, like a, a linear route runner. Um, he's he's got a lot of speed, kind of like that long speed. 
He's really kind of that home run hitter type of player, which I mean, let's be frank, that's what Herbert needs. Right. He need he needs, you know, I mean, we have Mike Williams, uh, and uh Mike Williams is the everybody wants to say over and over again, you know, he's a 50-50 ball catcher and he makes he's really more of a 70, 80, 20 uh, you know, when it's going his way. Um, you know, but he has uh coming back to, um coming back to Williams, I mean he has it would be kind of funny, by the way, to have two two Williams <laughs> as oh, receivers. But well, you know, well, he... well, we had Tyrell Williams, didn't we? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. To bring him but... back, we'll have three Williams. Yeah, that would be kind of out of control. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know, so there's there's he he fits a need though that the other wide receivers um, you know we don't have. And just to speak in general about having a wide receiver, it would be nice to have a talented wide receiver that's not on a big contract, right? That, you know, uh, and it does add needed depth. Got, you know, knock on wood, forbid it happens, but, you know, one of, you know, a player goes down uh, for a little bit uh, during the season, you know, we're going to have that strength. But here's, here's, here's my, the it, it, and we can get into him a little bit more, but I, I will say this, this is my, maybe my caveat when it comes to, why I'd be hesitant to to draft a uh, wide receiver is because outside of third down and the dominance that that Keenan Allen and the connection between Keenan Allen and uh, Herbert have established outside of the third down particular when they need to have it, Herbert is exceptionally good at distributing the ball out to multiple wide receivers. And so the reason why I touch on that is everybody wants to look at the recent success with the Bengals and Jamar Chase and the connection with Joe Burrow. And they're thinking, okay, they're thinking, okay, well, that connection that they have, if we had something like that for Herbert, that that would just completely change the trajectory of the offense and everything. And my counter to that, and I'm not saying necessarily that's wrong, certainly, but my counter to that would be, look, Herbert's going to distribute the ball no matter who it is. He's not going to just all of a sudden stop throwing it. Let's say we got a Jamar Chase level player, which at 17, I don't think we will, but we're going to get close because there is a lot of depth this year in, in, in the draft but at wide receiver position. But let's say we had a Jamar Chase level type of wide receiver that had the capability of going 1,500 yards, just destroying defenses. Yes, it would make a huge difference in our offense, without a doubt. But here's here's the caveat. Do you think Herbert is going to target that wide receiver on an insane amount of uh, throws every single game consistently. Do you think to take it to the next level? Do you think Joe Lombardi, our F of offensive coordinator, is going to call plays or uh, to to constantly throw it to him? No, that's not our no. type. So that that's my general approach: is saying, hey, we might get a high quality wide receiver, and we might even luck out, and they're like the next Jamar Chase, just amazing, but. Are we going to utilize them to the 
to the point where he's going to have this crazy year. I just don't, I just don't see it. I could be wrong. I don't see it happening. I think, I think they would just be added into the fold. And as somebody got again, knock on wood, somebody's falls uh, down for a couple of games, you know, he, you know, we might, we might see a, uh, a, you know, that would be value added for, for the depth would be a huge thing. But as far as winning this year and going all in this year, I just don't see a rookie wide receiver, even if they're amazing, having the kind of impact that we would see on another team where like Joe Burrow, he needed that player and he wouldn't stop throwing it. And like, it's the same thing with Jefferson over in the Vikings. Right. And that's why. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And and I think that's why we spoke about this yesterday. In my opinion, if we're going to take a wide out, we take Chris Alave because I think Williams wants to start and he is a starter where Alave, you could use him on special teams and then use him in the receiver core later on down the season, if people start getting unfortunately injured, which, which, which is that there's a, there's a risk of that happening. The thing about Alave, it runs a hundred meters in 10.8. He is the quickest person is probably arguably the quickest person in, in the AFC. If we drafted him and, it, and we've already said every it's, it's well documented. The charges need speed. And I think that's the only reason why we would take a wide out in the first round. But you've got to take the likes of Alave or Williams because they're they got high end speed. But there's that caveat with Williams with, with his ACL. Um, I mean, there's, there's also Drake London as well, catch machine at six foot four. But again, I think you, you select him if he's a day one starter. No, none of those rookies are going to get ahead of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. No chance. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, especially in years past, I mean, if you had somebody like Anthony Lynn, who he says he's a rookie, no matter what mentality, you know, then definitely no. I mean, I will say that with Staley, he he has a pretty objective approach, and if he sees a player is better, he's going to play him. Yeah, but and he might even win a starting role, maybe. But I don't know. I just it. Yeah, you're exactly. I, it's it's really hard for me to see even the next best talent. I mean, even as great as Keelan Allen is, if you remember his rookie season, he wasn't, he didn't have a great training camp. He did. He wasn't particularly, he, he, he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was overweight, but he wasn't, he wasn't all in it. Maybe uh, the mindset wasn't there. He talked briefly about wanting to quit and retire, but it wasn't until an injury I want to say it was against we were playing the Eagles and uh, at their stadium. And it was um, uh, it was M80 Malcolm Floyd that got injured. And that gave uh, that game that gave the opportunity. I could be wrong if anybody yeah, it was a second game. I think I think we won yeah. the game by a field goal. Yeah. And, and and it wasn't for an injury that allowed Keenan Allen to kind of jump in and showcase his skills. And so. Um, you know, it, 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 but even with Keenan Allen's, uh, granted, we did get him later in the rounds, um, fourth round, right? Was it fourth round? Um, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I that is, so having in an immediate impact in the season, I do think that if we're able to get like a quality, uh, tackle, uh, I could see that having a much more immediate impact, uh, you know, but the question is, can we get a tackle that 
uh, that's quality enough. Okay, so uh, I'm not sure if you're ready to get into talk about tackles or yeah. Or let, let's get let's get let's get into the offensive line. Let, let's stay with the offense. I mean, I've got I've got two players on my radar. One one is not very popular on, on the Charge at Bolts podcast, but I'll uh, I'll let you go, mate. I'll I'll jump is in it, with is a. It tra- it is. <laughs> Do you want to? Sorry, I just wanted being silly there. Tra- yeah, Trevor let's Pen- talk about Trevor Penning. Tra- do you want to talk about him? Look, we, we've already we've already mentioned that analysts they've got they've got they've got to for content they've got to keep churning out these mock drafts. But the same thing keeps coming over and over and over again. And interestingly, we've already spoke about Daniel Jeremiah. It is the guru in my book. He's already mentioned in a couple of his mock drafts that Penning would be a perfect fit at right tackle. Now, there is tape of Penning getting blown up, but okay, we've already spoken about at college. Sometimes the coaching is not at the same standard as a pro level, depending on what school you go to. If there's any inkling that Penning would add value to our uh, offensive line, he will be a charger because we've already said Tom Telesco and with now Brandon Staley getting in his ear and saying, look, boss, this is who we need to be picking as he did with Cleo Mack and JC Jackson in free agency. It's all about these relationships. If those two think that Penning is the right fit at 17, start at right tackle, that's what will happen. Because I don't think you start taking Matt out from uh, left guard and put him at right tackle. Because we mentioned this last week, Lindsley, Feeler, Slater, keep it there because they're doing a good job. Why break that up? You've got that teamwork. So mm-hmm. for me, Penning, everyone's got potentially flaws. I don't think we're going to get a Rashawn Slater type player um, at, at seventeen. But I think I think Penning is could be as I'm not going to say better, but I think it could be in that kind of uh, bracket skill set. Yes. So Trevor Penning is an interesting player because he. He has a high upside, and then what people think of as his floor, they say, well, he could potentially have a very, very, very low floor. Yes. And so it's that the ultimate risk-reward, right? Are we take, And is that worth it at 17 overall pick? Um, so I've gone back and forth on Trevor Penning, and this is why I, I, I when I first saw this tape, I fell in love with him. His insane aggressiveness. This is, by the way, before before I had a chance to really dive into, um, you know, you know, looking at the Senior Bowl tape, infamous Senior Bowl tape. But looking at his college tape, he just is a beast. He's he's aggressive. And some may say maybe overly aggressive, like a uh, a penalty, a a, a penalty yes. machine. He needs development, doesn't he? He needs coaching, big style. Yeah, but he does have that aggressive dog mentality that you desire. That that Absolutely. people, some people just don't have. That he has. You can't train that. His no. his attributes that you want is physical size. He's gritty. Um. You know, he's got, he's big and broad, you know, he's, God, he's just, he's huge. Um, he's, uh, he's actually, despite his, his tape, 
in the senior bowl, he turns out he's actually got a pretty good bend for a big guy, which that's, I would say a huge Rashawn Slater. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And he got, he got, he got either, I think it was either nine or 10 grades of plus 90, uh, pass blocking this year as well by PFF. And, and again, the opposition's not tier one standard, but it, you, you can only do what you can do with the, with, with the person in front of you, you know, whether, whether you're playing Bama or, or Arkansas, if the edge rush is coming at you, you can only block who's there in front of you. It's as simple as that. So he's obviously got the instincts, but it, again, it's the coaching. And I'm pretty sure they work, they work pretty hard and tirelessly with Rashawn and Slater as well. Mm. By no means is he the finished product. And I'm sure he'll improve it in, in year two. But I do think if, if Brandon Staley thinks that they can get the best out of him, he'll be a charger. And that's why yeah. I've not discounted him. I mean, yeah, six foot seven. Is he six foot seven or six foot eight or something? He's 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 a beast. He's a physical specimen. He's huge. He's clearly very very strong, which maybe can get, you know, can get uh, the best of him. I do. So I know you brought this up. I do. I somebody was weird. A lot of the conversation as well. If you stick him at guard versus tackle, maybe that uh, you know helps limit. Uh, his weaknesses and and um, which I could see him being uh, a great guard uh, in, in down the road. Uh, but, you know, if we're drafting him now, can he be that right tackle that we need him to be now? Uh, you know, I'm not going to put it past our our coaching staff to up train him and get him there. Now, I will say this. And this is something that that nobody can really quantify as well uh, is uh, very well is, you know, his mental aptitude, his ability to learn plays and and succeed. You know, I don't know. I I don't know if 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 in, in, you know, I think people are really worried. They think of like DJ Fluker. We drafted him high. And he had all the physical tools in the world, everything we wanted to be him to be on and off the fi- off the field. But on the field, he he had a he fell short. Yeah, he just fell short. And you know, it's like when I say aptitude, it, it like it's like learning new approaches for okay hand placement and just techniques. And you know, like Rashawn Slater out the gate was just a technician, and you Natural. know, it, yeah, Fluker was not that. And I think people see that in Trevor Penning. They think, uh, he's, you know, he's maybe not as uh, much a technician. He's a brute who throws people to the ground. And, and I suppose we're talking about Trevor Penning because just a reminder to everybody listening, we are at number 17 and there are better tackles in this uh, um, draft class. Evan Neal, monster at 340 pound. You know, he didn't allow any uh, <laughs> pressures uh, in 58 pass blocking snaps against Texas A&M. He's not going to fall to 17. Evan no. Neal and, and Charles Cross will not fall that low. No. Um, if we want to go and get them, which would be an absolute, I would run to get their signature, Tom Telesco will have to be aggressive and draft up. So let's just let's just play for argument, say for argument's sake, that Cross and Neal uh, are not on the board by the time 17 comes. Is there any other tackles that you fancy there, John? Um. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really studied much past those uh, those three um, that that really got me super excited. Um, uh, you know, Trevor Penning's fun to talk about because he has the highs and lows. Um, 
but I do love cross. Uh, but uh, do you have somebody in mind that you're you're? No, like? I I was looking at Charles Cross. Obviously, Evan Neal, Evan Neal would be my dream just because of his size. Um, but I think realistically, it, it's when you look at who's on the board. I think I think Trevor Penning. I mean, let's be honest. Is there a team in the entire NFL that does not need a tackle? <laughs> that that's exactly right. I mean, a quality tackles do not fall past 10 if even i mean they go and and not to jump all over the place but you know we're talking about wide receivers earlier and you're talking about speed everybody's fantasizing about these high speed the receivers falling speed is probably one of the number one determining factors for wide receivers going early in the draft yeah so everybody's like oh we're gonna you're not gonna. You're not think. I am. You know. I. I don't think that we're gonna have like a lave fall that low, to seventeen. I really don't. We didn't talk about that. I. I don't. I don't think so. I know there's a lot of depth, but when you talk about speed, you know that's something that GMC they get excited about, and because uh, they know what that means. And so, yeah, I. I think you bring up a good point. People, kind of tend to forget. You know, like. If 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 Telesco is going to sit and wait till seventeen, you know it really is the best player available. And sure, if 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 you know a great tackle fell to us, would we take him? Absolutely. There's no, but we're that's not going to happen. We're going to have to trade up. And so my personal dream case scenario, it it, it I'll just if I'm just going to go all in, would be like a Charles Cross trading up for him. Yeah. What would it take though? Because we don't have a second, you know. It, would it be a future future picks? Um, I think it would be a future pick, um, or somebody pulls something out of the bag and says, "Right, you can have X." But I don't think there's any. There's no studs on our roster that we can afford to let go. In my opinion. no, yeah. So, and it when it comes to best when it comes to the best player available, I do not see a top tackle falling down to us. I do not see. And I, again, could be wrong. I can't say that enough. I do not see a top wide receiver falling down to us that has really high speed. I just, based off of the past drafts, if anybody's going to fall to us, it might be a DB. Uh, you know, the Duran James type of player, uh, you know, um, there's a possibility. Like Stingley's not going to fall. McDuffie, McDuffie, you know, McDuffie. he might. McDuffie might might get near us and we could maybe trade up a little bit to get to him, you know, um, like a sauce gardeners. He's not going to fall. Um, so, I, you know, I, uh, you know, I, it's just, it's just, it's a left brain, right brain right now, this time of year for me, it's the battle between who gets my heart pounding and excited who I want on our team. And then there's who, analytically looking approach looking at the past and and everything who's most likely to fall to us and by the time you get to 17 i mean it's such a a a gamble we don't we just don't know yeah i'm i was mentioning this to the guys of the night you know the 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 war room they're gonna have a plan a b c d and e because that's where you've got to be when you're middle of the pack and you've also got to be ready for the unknown. Somebody at twenty-eight trying to chart, trying to 
climb up the ladder, say, we'll have your 17th pick, you, you have 28, and you can have our second round pick. That changes everything again. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure now that Tom Telesco, uh, Coach Staley and the team will be running through all the narratives. And if they, if they haven't got someone playing the other 31 teams, war gaming like you and I used to do the military, well, there's something seriously gone wrong because it is a bit of a no man's land because when you start getting towards 20, you are really, that's when the, the elite players have really disappeared off the board. We think, because again, we've said the likes of Manzel, Ryan Leaf have been in that position before and they've not produced. I, I think it's just going to be really interesting. I would love, I just love to be a fly on the wall to find out who the guys think that we should pick. Yeah, in, you're, just, you're just hanging out on Telesco's surfboard, just kind of. Uh, I mean, do you, I mean, what, what about? I mean, let, let's let's let's. Are we, are we are we staying with the offense? Are we are we going to switch? Sure. To I mean, yeah. I mean, we can switch the defense. Uh, I mean, I really like Daxon Hill, uh, the safety. Um, you know, I think he's gonna. I I don't know where how far he's gonna go. Um, you know, he had like forty two. Uh, solo tackles and a couple of uh, interceptions. Um, and, you know, I, I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, I don't know. He's with Michigan. So I, I don't, you know, and we got, I, I think, I think there's a connection there that we, you know, we could get somebody like him, but I don't know if he's going to fall. I, I think on names alone for cornerback, uh, sorry, uh, for DBs, I think we go with Smoke Monday. <laughs> Safety. It'll be a four for fifth round pick. But cornerbacks, I mean, um, th th there's some interesting names out there. I'm just really interested to see what was said when when the Chargers, uh, it, they did go and meet Stingley, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, Stingley's uh, who they met with. And, and uh, you could just kind of see the glimmer in the eye of, <laughs> of uh, Brandon Staley. Um, but you know, I, I think uh, Stingley's certainly got uh, got has it all. Uh, I think um, I think to let, you know Staley is the kind of guy if he wants him, he's going to get him. Um, you know, but you know, I just I got that. The thing is, I've learned about what I've Tom Telesco keeps everything close to the vest, but Staley does not. <laughs> Staley is just an open book. Yeah. And he tells you yeah. who he wants and what he wants. And it's clearly obvious if he's going to the pro day and, and sitting there coaching somebody, he wants that person. You know, does he have a realistic expectation of getting him? I don't know. But, uh, you know, maybe they're aggressive enough and they go get their guy. I think on, on Daxon Hill as well. Um, I was reading about him somewhere the other day. I think he needs a bit of B. I think he's under 200 pounds. So um, he'd have to put a, a few pounds on in the locker room, but that's all fixable. Get him in with a weight and strengthening coach, a few uh, ribs down his, his neck, uh, and he's going he's gonna to come at fighting weight for the start of the season. Things like that really don't concern me because dudes develop um, at different rates. And, and that is, you know, it, it's, I think it's a lot easier to bulk up than try and say to someone, right, you need to lose 35 kilograms sunshine. You're way too heavy to be um, a, a wide out or running back. You've got no speed. I think going the other way, putting 10, 15 pounds on is, is achievable in a three-month period. Because, it, But again, it goes back to what we said earlier. Is that individual going to go off on his own into the weights room pumping iron or is he going to sit on Instagram 
and playing video games. And this is what everyone's got to assess. It's an absolute minefield when you think about it because they're not, people are not looking at the mechanics anymore. They're looking at the whole 360 picture, aren't they? Um, traits, personality, the, the ability to process information, their, their um, intelligence. You know, the their, ability their... to stay on the field and not get injured. You know, I mean, I mean, as much as we love talking about DBs and, you know, we got late round, we got uh, Verrett, Jason Verrett, and I was super excited for him. Um, he had all the intangibles in the world on and off the field. He was great. Uh, he was a beast when he's on the field. I remember, I think it was against the, White, uh, against the Raiders, like he had this one-handed Cromartie-style uh, interception. Uh, it was just a, a thing of beauty. But you know, he just could not stay healthy. And, you know, when you get a smaller sized player, you know, there, especially DBs, you know, there, there is that likelihood. And that, and that's like a big drawback with, uh, with, uh, McDuffie, you know, he guys, he's five eleven, he's 190 pounds, 193 pounds. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a great prospect and I, I love him. He's, he's near the top of my board. I mean, the guy runs like a four, 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 so yeah. I I would love him, but you know, is he going to be another Jason Verrett? I I don't know. You know it it does it does make me pause and think about that. I mean, Duran James has even had some. Again, I feel like I got to be careful here. Keep knocking, find wood, and knock on it. Here oh, I got some got some wood, a wood coaster, and knock on wood. You know he he's been uh, a a little bit of a, a had a, a injury history, but when he's on the field. He's Amazing, unstoppable. Yeah, it's, it's it, um, and that's just like you said, knock on wood. Let's just hope that he he can keep rolling forward in in twenty twenty two without those injuries. But, but because of that, that's why I want to. I want DB depth. I, I think even even dialing all this back, forget about where a player has played in college. Forget about what his skill position is. Ultimately, it boils down to two simple things can that individual transition to the pro game and not everyone can and unfortunately we're seeing that with some of our recent draft picks huge question marks over kenneth murray he's got the dog in him he just what what is going on you know uh, where some people like rashawn slater came in looked like a a, a 10-year veteran at left yeah. tackle derwin james came in played like a veteran Herbert came in, played like a veteran, you know, and it's weird. It's it's just you've either got it or you haven't. Not everyone can be doing James. Not everyone can be uh, Tom Brady, uh, Justin Herbert, etc. It, it simply boils down to that. Is that individual going to be able to handle the pressure and make the transition? Because I tell you what, I have never been inside a locker room, but if you've got somebody running their mouth, like Trevor Lawrence did in college game, because he's, he's very confident. There's going to be edge rushes out there going broken ribs time because I'm coming for you. Yeah. It's a completely different sport. Um, and, and that's the big question mark. Can that individual make the transition? You know, you brought up Kenneth Murray and that is a great example. You know, he has a lot of the, all the physical tools he's, if you were to, to to write up exactly his you know linebacker his position you know who you would want you know he he's the physical specimen that you want um you mentioned that he has the dog in him 
And that to me, that is actually the hang up for me. If I've seen just li- watching uh, like the, the mic'd ups that we're fortunate enough to hear, you know, Durham Durham James mic'd up and all those. It's like it, it, the, multiple times I've come across over early listening and hearing them like you'd see Kenneth Murray kind of be down in the dumps, upset. Maybe he's having an off game or off play. And it's like Duran James is the one going in there like, hey, it's going to be all right. You're going to you're going to you know, you'll get him next time kind of thing. And I think he does have that kind of. Uh, he has a dog in him, but not consistently. It's like the confidence isn't there. And I would say he, I think, did he lead the league uh, or did he lead uh, our team in tackles his rookie season? I think it was close to it, if not. So he has the ability, but he he couldn't flip the switch on as much. And then he definitely was not adapting to Brandon Staley. He was not as, as well as you had hoped. And he, uh, you know, and it's a fairly complex defense. So, you know, they tried him at edge, edge rusher and a couple Didn't of work. things. Yeah. And so, but either way, it's, it's, he doesn't have like that Micah Parsons, right? That so, just like flip the switch. I'm so, gonna... so here's the thing with Kenneth. He's now in a cast. He's had the operation. This goes back to what I said earlier. This is the time now when you need those individuals. They can't do much other than upper body. Here's the time now to sit on your butt, get the videotape on, and look at all your tapes, and then watch them again, and then watch them again, and then ask for some coaching and say, look, what could I have done better there? This is the time now that he's got, because he's going to lose time in OTAs, uh, mini camp, because of he, he, I don't think he'll be back till is it August or something? So he yeah. might not, he, he might not even make the, the start of the season. So he's already behind the curve line when he's one of the few uh, charges in, in the locker room that hasn't stepped up to the mark. So he's really got to be on his game now. Um, he's got to sort it out because if he doesn't, he'll find himself either on, on just being a journeyman through the NFL or getting cut, becoming a free agent and not picking up a team. And I think we all want the best for him because at the end of the day, if we can get the best out of Kenneth Murray, it's going to add value to our, uh, obviously, roster defence and give us that extra ability to to help out in the run uh, in the run game and get us where we need to be. But I think this is the time now where he needs to assess himself because he, he can't do much more. It's a make-or-break season for him with, without Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Um, yeah, second I mean, year I... in this in this defense, no excuses on the mental from the mental aspect. Um, you know, he, he's gotta get right with that. You know, what was it that was ailing him? It was some was it a foot or knee thing? What was a- it? Ankle. Ankle. His ankle. Um, yeah, what I read last week on his Instagram account was that he he was advised just to take all the weight off it for, for eight weeks. And so it didn't, didn't work, put, right? Didn't put didn't put any load on it whatsoever. That hasn't worked, so now he's being forced into an operation. Um, yeah, it's just it was. I'm, I'm glad he went into depth on on explaining that because that was yes. really bizarre to go that late in the off season, and now you're yeah. having surgery, and there was so, no warning of it. You just saw this picture of him like surgery went well. You're like, so, so, wait, so what? The, uh, surgery's been successful by all accounts. Now he's on the road to recovery, but you know this is time now where he could have been on his feet. You know, practices mechanics. Bringing his um, tackling up to up to up to standard that's required in the NFL, but he's finding himself now in a position where he can't do a lot. So 
sit and watch tape and learn mm -hmm. and watch tape from all the other dudes in that position that have been phenomenal over the years. Um, there's a big charger out there that played linebacker. He could be learning off him. God rest his soul. You know, mm -hmm. we've got Ray Lewis. Um, there's plenty of tape out there from studs in his position. He can be learning. I'm sure he is. Look, I might be doing the guy a disservice, but the point I was making was when we're drafting players, these are the types of people that we need to be going away to doing their homework because not everyone is naturally gifted. And the ones that are still want to be better. Justin Herbert, Derwin yeah. James. Derwin James will be a head coach. We, we all know oh. that. He's, he, oh, he's, yeah. he's going to be a head coach uh, just because he's got the football acumen. Um, so I think when we're when you're looking at drafting, it's becoming more and more apparent now that there needs to be more and more transparent, transparency over a player's individual traits. And the more transparency that you want, the harder it is to get all those traits. And it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a lucky flip of the coin, isn't it? He's going to be successful or he's not. Yes, yes. And so, you know, it, it and I, I, it's that dog mentality that, that I'm looking for, that I'm hungry for as a fan to see. If you're a DB, do you have that dog mentality? Are you going to attack aggressively? You know, are you going to be just... You know, and so, and, and talk. Let's talk about a little bit draft scenarios, if you don't mind. I'm kind of curious. You know, Go. with so you know, what, what do you could you see us moving up into the first round? I personally could see us moving up back into the second round or high, low first round. Um, I can see Brandon Staley getting what he wants just by looking at just sit and watch the all in with with Khalil Mack and JC Jackson. And the front office, all they say to Khalil Mack is, all we've heard is your name. We've got to get him. We've got to get Real him. We've got to get him. We've got to get him. We've got to get him. But it's worked. Brandon yeah. Staley has set his uh, stall out and said, this is who we need to make our team better. And you know, there looks to be a really good chemistry between Telesco and Staley. You, you pro They're probably on a phone call right now going, look, Tom, boss, this is what we need to do. If he's still there, we need to be aggressive and go and get him. Now, that's fine, trading up. The team that you're trading with, I have to accept that. It's not a video game. We all know this. I would not be surprised to see anything. I wouldn't be surprised. If we took 17, I'd be like, we've took 17. If we traded up, I wouldn't be surprised. If we traded back, it's going to be for a very, very good reason. And that's why I'm so excited for this draft, because I have no idea. It's unpredictable. I have no idea what's coming. I'm just, I'm here. I'm ready for it. I'm waiting. I'm excited. Um, you know, I've, I'm confident that we will get a good player. Here's a question that I've not asked. I'm going to put you right on the spot. Let's just, let's just play devil's advocate here, right? Let's just say the season's starting right now. Tomorrow morning is, a, is week one. Is the current roster strong enough to make a playoff run right here, right now. Playoff run, yes, without a doubt, 100%. There you go. I'm going to ask that question next week on the on the main Charge at Bolts podcast because that changes everything as well. If, if, if the front office and the coaching staff and even the players, because I do get the feeling now that Brandon Staley does speak to the players a lot more and ask for their opinion, which is very important, it's a good leadership trait, if they're saying, boss, we think we can go for a playoff run right now, that changes a lot of things as well. If everyone's going, nah, we, we need 
we need ten players minimum. We're, in, we're you know we're 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 currently where where Jacksonville are, or or where Texas is. Uh, the, sorry, Texans, the Houston Texans. That that changes things as well because then you're trying to be aggressive and, and get loads yeah. of first, second, third yeah. round picks. I, I think I think it's a matter as a Charger fan, we have to put this into perspective. We are currently, without a doubt, a playoff capable team and going deep into the playoffs things like uh you know health and everything you know that needs to we need to get lucky on that regard but as far as talent on paper on the field without a doubt so with that in mind okay let's have some perspective and say when we look at this draft unless it's for a a game-changing left tackle unless it's for an immediate need outside of that one glaring position, everything else is building depth behind yeah. or in line with what we've great quality players already. You're going, if you want a wide receiver, get in line. You're still going to have to fight for a spot over Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. If you uh, <clears throat> want a corner, a cornerback position, you're going to have to get past JC Jackson or, you know, and, and, you know, so and good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it it's, but where we have struggled in the past, every charger fan will agree with me is quality depth. So it's exactly that, what John Ayers keeps saying. Exactly that. That is what we, what we are hoping to build here with this draft is Okay. We have a team. Let's build that quality depth. Stop trying to get or stop thinking that the the player that we're going to hire or that we're going to draft in the first round is going to be an immediate impact starter. And, you know, they might be. They might be. Oh, gosh, I hope so. But even if they're the best of the best, it's still just adding depth to what we have already. Yeah. And I think when we're talking about depth and going down the draft, I'll be very, very surprised if we're not taking the best available running back off the board in the oh, third round. Yeah, because I, you know, we've talked. We, we talk about the right hand side of the offensive line, which needs dressing because we don't know what's going to happen there um, with the players that we've got. Austin Eckler gets COVID. What else have we got at running back? And people now talk about bringing Melvin Gordon back. Seriously? Uh, no, thanks. So I I really think that the, you know, going back to trading down. Okay, we'll trade down. We'll we'll take your um. We'll, we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll take the second round pick. Do we go after a, a top running back in the second round? Another permutation, but if that doesn't happen, we we trade at seventeen. We we select at seventeen in the first round. I really fancy us to take a running back um, in, in the third. Uh, but look, Austin Eckler, great running back, yeah, a bit, bit of a hybrid because he's, he's a catch machine, although we did have a few drop balls last year. I think, uh, you know, there'll be the undrafted free agents as well. So that feels still there. So th 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 there'll be eyes on that. But if there's, if there's a decent guy in the third round, um, I mean, running backs, I don't think any of them are necessarily going to go in the first uh well they haven't you... they, yeah that so maybe Brees hall uh might um he's you know he he's really really impressive um yeah 
I mean, gosh, who who did the Steelers get? Uh, a first running back off the board. Um, oh, really, yeah, the, really good. The, 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 the guy was an absolute monster. Um, escaping me his name. I'm going to Google him now. Yeah. But uh, like that's an example of okay that that was actually a really good pickup from them and they got in the first round. But yeah, getting a cornerback, I mean a, a running back in the uh, in the first round, let alone the the high uh, high numbers first round. Um, Najee Harris, absolute yes. baller. I, I love watching him at Bama. Uh, that that dude was was so aloof. Um, you know, very difficult to stop. I don't yeah, see so- anybody being of that quality in this draft. Yeah, not not quite, and I think, but there is there is some depth uh, as you kind of get lower. So I definitely definitely see second, third round. That's actually great. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I haven't really even thought about that too much. I mean, we've really, I think, we lucked out with um with uh with Eckler. Uh, I never forget. By the way, I'll, I'll hang my hat on this. Uh, fourth round um, preseason game in San Francisco. I was there was the Amazing. breakout game for Eckler. Amazing. And I I was like, I forgot what number he was wearing. He was wearing some random number. And Eckler is kind of a weird name. And I just seen him tearing it up, going down, up and down the field. I'm like, who is this Eckler? Because I kind of hot nosebleed seats. Who is this Eckler guy? Like, who is, I want him. He's, that guy's making our team. And then got to know him. Turned out to be a total fan favorite and everything. But when you talk about commitment off the off the field, his nickname is Pound for Pound for a reason. Yeah. Have you seen him doing his one arm pull ups? Oh my gosh! And then wow. he's got his girlfriend on his shoulders doing squats. I mean, I can squat. I've got tops of my legs are big. Carrying a burger in the military, uh, a backpack for for, <laughs> for you go. guys over the other side of the pond. But he's got the complete package, upper body, lower body, core strength. Uh, that's the type of guy. We get another Austin Eckler, I'll be very happy. But it, it is a bit of a weakness. And You know, it's I, interesting about Austin Eckler is if he was like, I don't know, four inches taller, he would have been like a number one over. I mean, he would have been a high end draft Oh, pick. yeah, yeah. Pe- again, know? people overlooked him. They didn't fancy his size. Oh, and but, small, the small Colorado team he was uh, on. He's one of those players – and I don't want to say this because this is a Chargers-centric uh, um, pod. He's certainly one of them players in the league that is, is, in my opinion, is slightly underrated, if not totally underrated. But he could probably walk onto, I would say, 80% of any roster. Because of it... Because Eckler, it, you're it, about? Yeah, Eckler, yeah. I think I think he could, Oh, I, he I, he would be on any roster without because yeah. of his his versatility. I mean Oh yeah, think, he's yeah, he's one of a kind. He's he's one of a kind. Awesome. Twenty touchdowns this season? Yeah, yeah un, unbelievable. I mean, he he's great in a backfield catch catching the ball. He's you know, he's versatile, he's you can line him up at and Key, very key people. I think where he's truly underrated, he's dependable uh, uh, in pass protection and pass pro. Oh yes, that he's, that he's, dude can block. Yeah, and that for his size, especially, that is incredibly important. And by the way, we're talking about Melvin Gordon briefly. That's where he was. He for many years he couldn't. He just was no good. No, he no. could unreliable. They could not keep him. So with with Melvin Gordon, you know he didn't score a single touchdown his, his rookie year. 
But one of the reasons, <coughs> gosh, see, I'm getting getting all hyped up here talking about Mel Gordon bringing back some memories. <laughs> the thing about him is he was terrible at pass pro, especially his rookie season and a couple of seasons after that. He just it took him a long time to get d- dependable on that, and because of that, he was never able to be that first, second, third down, like or first, second down back. He could only like. When when he was in, you knew he was running. When if if, if he obvious. wasn't, yeah, it they had to put somebody else in to block <laughs> if it was a passing situation. We, so I mean, we, we spoke about that last week, didn't we? We, we were too predictable, certainly under Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Um, but that's to get, sorry. And, and, and sorry, and it goes back to your point earlier. If you brought a a, a Williams in as a top wide receiver, um. Lombardi is not going to play a predictive game. He's going to keep the defense guessing by allowing Herbert to be judicial with the football. And this is why I've said I've, I've been saying this for a year. John, you and I and the, and the guys in charge of bolts could probably get ten snaps on the on the charge offense. You're going to get a catch because mm-hmm. he, he's that good. And why would you want to be one dimensional? Look, the, the Christian McCaffrey's of this world are very few and far between. Now, you know when he's on the field, he's going to run the ball. There's not a lot you can do about it, the, the Kareem Hunts. But Melvin Gordon wasn't in that bracket. And I don't think it suits our style to be one-dimensional. I think we've got too many um, weapons mm-hmm. to to allow us just to, to do run, run, pass, run, run, pass, yeah. which is what we used to see. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I said this a million times. If we get a wide receiver, I'll be ecstatic because they are the sexiest pick you could make, uh, and and they do make a difference. But you're right; it's just we have Austin Eckler to throw to too. I mean, we have a lot of so yes, having a going back to uh, as far as running backs, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. If we have a good quality bruiser type of back that uh, you know that can really help balance Austin Eckler's game. Uh, as long as this this person that we pick, if we get a running back, they can they can pass block, right? Because that's why Eckler's so effective. You don't know what he's doing when he's lined up. Is he going to be pass blocking? Is he running the ball down the middle? Is he uh, going to go out wide? You know, uh, is it a screen pass? You don't know what Eckler is going to do. And on top of that, he's you know he's shifty. He can get through through tackles, and they can't see him. So that's what we need. We do need a bruiser, but they need to be somebody who can also pass block. I'll tell you what you can guarantee. Tell you what you are going to get with Eckler. Guaranteed. You're going to get 100% off him every time he's on that uh, field. 100%. Um, and, and I think we're seeing a lot more of that now across the Chargers roster where players are going out there. They really do want to play for their head coach. And I think, Sort of to wrap this up now, really with the with the draft class. Whoever comes in, you're going to be sat there as a as a as, as a rookie going into the NFL. Going, do you know what? If I go to certain football teams, they're going to demand the absolute best. And I think the Chargers fall into that bracket because Brandon Staley's not messing about. He's not messing about. He's not. He, he's not here to make up the numbers. That is an absolute fact. Ends fourth and Staley. And I, I want to see more of that. I think whoever comes in are going to have to knuckle down and work really hard and get up to pace 
with the rest of the, the, the established roster because this team is ready to go now. Yeah. And if you're coming onto this team, you better bring it, bring everything, bring it all. I mean, yeah, John, I mean, we've, 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 we've flicked and flat. We've spoke about offense. We spoke about defense. We've, we've talked about some permutations of, of drafting up and drafting back. I don't know where it's going to go. I think all I'm worried about is trying to stay awake on the, Thursday slash Friday morning. It's going to be a rough one. Oh, yeah. How, I'm, I'm, yeah what? So it's going to be, uh, so it's 2 a.m. I think UK time, <laughs> London time when, when that kicks off. So I'm kind of hoping that the first um, few draft picks are, are pretty nailed on straight away. I mean, if the number one overall pick doesn't go with under a minute, there's something seriously wrong because I will, I, I'm going to throw one last, one last thing that we, 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 covered defense we covered uh we covered offense but we didn't cover special teams what do you think about matt ariza from san diego state or the punter have you have you heard about him so uh yeah he's 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 he guy can bomb it like 80 yards uh and uh i would be i would i don't know if he's gonna get uh i, I think he's definitely gonna get drafted uh but if we took him like in the later rounds well, I would be uh, ecstatic. That's my point. I think we've got a lot of late round draft picks, haven't we? So maybe fifth or sixth, because look, special teams still needs addressing. Uh, Roberts is gone. You, you know, um, that's why I said last night on the on the, on the Charged Up Balls podcast, Alave would be an, e- an immediate impact on, on special teams yes. uh, because of his speed. Um, look, I to be honest, mate, I think I'm I'm all in on whoever Tom Telesco uh, picks, whoever the commission announces. I think it, we've got a lot of exciting months ahead to come. I think the hardest thing for the Chargers as a as a as a family is we've got to wait from from sort of the end of April. We've we've then got to wait until the, the beginning of September for the guys to uh, roll out. I mean expectations this year are going to be super high in my opinion um and I, and I think that the the arrival of JC Jackson Khalil Mack have, have raised those bars and if we can iron out the the issues that we saw last season with the with the I mean that Texas game thinking about that that could actually work in our favor that horrendous game in Houston because you don't learn anything from blowing out these teams, but you can probably learn a lot from getting blown out by a team yes. that you should be beating. So all yeah. these little, all these little snippets of, of, of information, all the, all these permutations, all these scenarios, it, I, I'm just really excited. I just can't wait for next Thursday. It seems a long way away, but it, it's not. Yeah, you're you're a dedicated man. Uh, doing a two a.m. Uh, to, to get going. There'll be a lot of we. Here's hoping we move up in the draft so you don't have to stay up as late. <laughs> no, I think I'll I'll, um, I'll 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 try and get through as 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 much of the. Uh... No, in my look, the trials will draft down to second round <laughs> <laughs> all night. Like oh god, yeah. but they'll they'll there'll be thousands of um, football fans on this side of the pond. Uh, UK, Germany, France. Um, it'll be and it's even worse for those guys on the continent. They're another hour hour ahead of us, so it'll be. 3 a.m. when it all kicks off for them. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's going to be exciting. I'm sure Tom and, and Coach Staley have got it wrapped up. They, they know what they're going to be doing. Plans will never survive first contact because something will happen. There will be trades uh, along the way. 
Uh, and I'm sure there's somebody there be knocking on number 17 saying, can we take your pick? Who I'm knows so, what's going to happen? I'm so excited. I, I just, just be prepared. Look, buddy, this wait. was great. I'll, I'll get this out this weekend. Let, let's do this again um, a bit more regularly. Um, you and yes. I maybe get one of the other guys on or you join uh, the Charles at Bolts podcast. Maybe I'll Whatever join, you want. join, I, I, maybe I, I'll I, join I the Bolt Dad podcast next time. Oh, there you go. There you go. Now, I I, I love it. It's It's been a blast. Uh, I love this is my second time with you. It's been uh, super, super fun. Um, I'll have a new podcast coming out myself uh, here uh, episode pretty soon. Um, discussing a little bit of the draft uh, that we've kind of chatted about. Uh, I've been really getting into. Uh, I did a couple of hype videos recently, so those I've seen have been. Them. I've seen them. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they're, they're good, kind of fun. I did one. Uh, I had a lot of fun making one with, um, gosh, with, with Mac and Bosa together. Yeah, that was, was kind of ridiculous, but yeah, it's it's been fun. Well, we we got um last night. Bez did a really cool. We we, we do an advert halfway through our show and a commercial for you guys in the states and Bez was awesome and after that I says how long did that take it was 27 takes so the <laughs> week before half an hour before recording the guys had forgot to do it it's like who's doing the recording so I did it that third take I was like really flat third take I just had to run with it like that's going live that's all we've got time for <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bez, 27 takes he did. Um, it, it was wow. pretty good. I thought, there's nowhere on earth he's done that first side round. <laughs> I do have to say this. I got to give one one shout out. This is just really cool. Uh, so one of the uh, hype videos I did, I was going to put it on YouTube, and it got flagged for uh, copywriting, uh, copyright infringement. And so I uh, actually emailed the uh, for the music, and I actually emailed the band. And they got back to me and they said, yeah, you can have it on. We're, we're letting you have it on. I'm like, are you kidding me? So uh, uh, the, I'm going to give them the shout out. Um, uh, the, her name is Dorothy and that's the name of the band. And uh, the, the song is, is it that's in the, uh, that's in the video. It's now on YouTube. It, it was perfect for uh, perfect for the hype video, and it turns out they're going to be playing near um, near my wife's birthday here coming up and awesome. where I live. So I'm taking her to go see them. Uh, it's it's awesome. Don't get discouraged by that. I mean, the one of the longer trailers that I put together last year, um, all the music that we use licensed, uh, we got flagged by uh, YouTube. I just sent the license within 12 hours. It was like, right, yeah, you, you're good to go. But at, at least in, on a on a positive note, they're protecting the royalties of the the the, the, the musicians and the the producers of, of that uh, uh, media. It's all good. But look, John, oh, yeah. enjoy. Um, tag us in when you go live with your podcast. Uh, tag me in at Endzone85 and Charged Up uh, underscore Bolts. Um, charged Up Pod as well. Because like I say, we, we keep telling everybody we're, we're not here to compete. We're, we're here as part of the wider Chargers family. You know, we do a lot of... Uh, cross-platform uh and podcast uh uh collaborations uh and it's all about you know it's great that the, the family's growing um and for the likes of you you've been around a lot longer than i have but uh yeah who says we haven't got a fan base eh? oh my <laughs> gosh you know uh, i just i i'm i they talk about bolt family and uh i don't know who came up with that term bolt fam but uh, it's hit the nail on the head. It's growing. It's something special. It's so exciting to be a part of. Yes. Happy days. Look forward to uh, chatting soon 
buddy. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk on uh, social media. Enjoy the draft next week and bolt up. Thank you. Bolt up.